Hello listeners and welcome to Retrospective Replay Episode 10. A serialised podcast taking a deep dive into video games. This is Season 2, Metal Gear Solid. My name is Ian and with me tonight is... Liquid Michael. Hello, Michael. <laughs> Hello, Ian. How are you? Well, I could call you Solid Michael. I'm okay. Liquid Michael. No, I would prefer to be... I don't know. No, yeah, but we'll find out later. I, I'll be liquid if you want to be solid. Well, whatever. Whatever way. <laughs> it's fine. Could I be gas? <laughs> you could be gas. Gas Michael. Just make something like you. You know, pass a lot. <laughs> well, no, a word that, that's in Irish. If you say someone's gas, he's a gas okay. man. He's funny. So, he's so what guess. if it's ac- what if it's the actual gas man? Well, then work no. on the gas. Well, then that's different. But but what, what if he's a funny gas man? Is he a gas gas man? He could be. Oh, um, speaking of that, um, yeah. in kind of game related terminology, mm-hmm. I was reading today that PUBG, yeah, um, players. Players Unknown Battleground has changed their yeah. name to PUBG Battleground, so it's pretty much Player Unknown Battleground Battleground. What? Yeah. Okay, it's like re- redundant abbreviations. Yeah, I mean, it'll never be... Uh, I don't know why they've done it, but hey-ho. But anyway, yeah, you could have a gas gas man, but PUBG... Gas gas man. Pub, Pub, PUBG G, Battlegrounds. Yeah, PUBG Battlegrounds, basically, which makes no sense. PUBG, G, PUBG B. PUBG B. Yeah, okay, that's very strange. I've it's played pub, a bit of Player Unknown, but it's pub, not much. Pub BGBG. So it's like the Bee Gees. Like the Bee Gees. Staying alive, yeah. which is what you have to do. In a battle royale, yes, exactly. Yeah. There you go. It that's is. a nice it's connected. It's all connected. <laughs> Everything's connected to everything in some way or another. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Um, so episode 10, final episode, I think. So we managed to round this off on nicely. Unlike with Vagrant Story, which did we do 9 or 11? I think I we did that. 11. I think we did 11. I like round numbers. So yeah. 10 is a good way to end. Fair enough, yeah. I think it was 11. But... Yep, no, it's It's a nice round number. And in terms of gameplay, there's like maybe five minutes of gameplay. But there's a lot, a lot of dialogue, I think, which was said last week. So straight back into it. We start off in the corridor, the escape corridor, and we have to run left, but before you, and there's some stairs, and but before you go up the stairs, there's a ration, and it's highly recommended you get this, because I don't think you get another ration on top of that, do you? I think you get no. one. No, that's the end of it. Yeah, and then we move left into a garage, and as we go through the door to the garage, just a personnel door, not a garage door, Meryl says that she'll drive, and she runs towards a jeep, but, you know, because she's a total noob. She gets caught by a camera. Then the music escape begins to play. But to be honest, all this music sounds the same to me now. It all just feels like a mix of the main Metal Gear Solid theme. You know, it all yeah. just it all just sounds the same. It blends in one after another. So Mara runs to the Jeep, but she can't find a key. You know, I mean, why would you find a key? I mean, I suppose maybe in this place like that, they might just keep the keys in the ignition. So the Jeeps, yeah. you know, just people can jump in and, and take them. But then some men run in, and the only thing you can really do is beat them up, isn't it? Yeah. While she tries to start the jeep. Yeah. It it always reminds me as well that that jeep is, you know, and um, what's the thing with Austin Powers? 
that kind of narrow corridor. Oh yeah, when he's got he's on like a luggage carrier, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. And then he ha- then he gets it stuck horizontally and yes. like perpendicular to the corridor, and he does yeah. like a billion point turn to try and escape. That's what it reminds me. Yeah, uh, what you mean. But it's like a, um, it's like an open jeep, like a Willys, I think you call it, a Willys jeep. What a Willys? A Willys, yes. Willys, Willys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> If, if you're not from the UK, you're not going to get that reference. But I'm pr- I think the I- well, they they did an American version of the IT crowd. Oh, they, only, they only did a pilot. It was terrible. It never went past the pilot. If you haven't seen the IT crowd, I can definitely recommend watching. Uh, the problem I had here, right, was when I had to fight the men. I started just like punching, like three hit combo one of them, and I knocked them down. But I should have probably like took them out with square because then. Meryl moves the jeep forward and you jump on the back and start using the gun but because I'd knocked the guy to the ground I had two men in front of me and one man behind me so it was really hard to like because the, the gun you turn it and it turns quite slowly to be honest so I had a shot two men in front but the guy behind me it took ages and I lost like three quarters of my health I'd say at this really? point I'm surprised I, did, I managed to finish the uh, mission first time But yeah, eventually, um, it took me, you know, by the time I span around, it took 30 seconds, so I'll take them three guys out. And then she just, she drives on. I think, does she, does she just drive on or does she, no, is this where the barrels are? Yes. Yeah. So what I didn't realise was, was some barrels there and you had to shoot the barrels to open up the, the doorway, you know. So then she starts driving down the tunnel. It's a really long tunnel. I mean, by the time you get to the end, there's... She's going some pace. This must be a mile-long tunnel, doesn't it? No, I think it's longer than that. So we hit a couple of checkpoints, and the first time we hit the checkpoint, she performs a handbrake turn to the left, and I need to turn the gun because the gun orientation follows the car, which kind of makes sense. If you're facing forward, she does a turn to the left. The car is then, the Jeep is then facing left, and we're facing left, so you're probably best off facing the gun right as you're going down this tunnel, so when she does the turn, you're brace in the right orientation because as I say it's a, it is quite a slow turn mm. uh, I think we're turning turning speed radius of the gun isn't isn't great and there's a couple of more barrels so you shoot the guys and you shoot the barrels but if you shoot the guys first which is what I did without shooting the barrels I don't think she drives on I think she just waits until you blow the barrel up which is total rubbish because she could nah. easily just drive through the barrier yeah it's obviously a game mechanic so she drives forward again and we hit another second checkpoint. And it's the same thing, but you just, there's no barrels. You shoot the two guys, and she then just drives through, I think, at that point. So carry on down the tunnel, and the camera turns around to look behind us, and there's a Jeep coming up from the rear with somebody in it, and it's liquid. He's back. He's got a famous in his left hand, I think. You just can't kill that guy. Yeah, he can't kill that guy, and he keeps coming back. So what you have to do is he tries to ram the back of the Jeep, doesn't he? And then you shoot him. And when you shoot him, it kind of makes his jeep drop back slightly. And then it gets to a section where the walls close in slightly and he keeps ramming the jeep. I don't know what happened for you. Did he keep ramming your jeep and you couldn't stop him doing it? Yeah. Yeah, so that must, that must happen every time. And then just after this, the section, the road, splits off into two. And he moves along to our right-hand side. And he attempts to shoot Snake with the Famous. And you just got to keep shooting him. And every time you shoot him, when he points his gun... It, resets him and eventually he'll pull up alongside us in the jeep and Meryl says she can see daylight and then we crash the screen fades out and fades back in and the jeep is upside down and smoking 
Snake asks Meryl if she's okay. She says she's fine, but she can't move because she's pinned under the jeep. Snake asks about Liquid and says that he can't see him and assumes that he's dead. But then you can hear some sounds of moving and he goes yeah. like, Uh-oh. And I thought that was a bit lame. <laughs> and the jeep is upside down, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Liquid's jeep is there upside down, yeah. I think. Yeah, it is. Then Liquid manages to get to his feet and he stumbles forward with the famous in his right hand. And he's shouting for Snake. He walks up to Snake and Meryl and aims the gun directly at Snake. The sound starts to build. But it, it, did you notice it sounded like a boiling like a boiling kettle or something? And the sound was building at that point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah bit strange. Then he goes like, ugh, and falls down and says, Fox. And before he can finish his sentence, Snake finishes for him. Says, die. Liquid reaches out for Snake, but collapses on the ground, dead. Snake states that if Liquid dies, that means he's probably about to die, but Merlin rubs him before he can finish the sentence. Snake then turns his attention to the airstrike, and stating there's no planes in sight, and the screen fades white while the codec rings, and it's Roy. He asks Snake if he's okay, and that while Snake is asking what happens, and Roy tells him that the Secretary of Defence was arrested because he was acting alone. Snake asks about the air raid and he's told that the orders have been rescinded. Now Roy is back in control of the operation. He tells Snake that Washington aren't stupid enough to use nukes to cover up a few secrets. What does Snake say at that point? He says, yeah, I thought as much. Yeah. And uh, the fact that this houseman guy was there one moment and then he disappeared. He says the danger is over now thanks to Snake. And Snake responds telling him to rest easy and that Merrill is safe. Roy thanks him and apologises for so many secrets, but he has a present for Snake. And this annoys me. He says Mailing has spotted a snowmobile on the satellite photos. Right, but it's in a cave, okay? It's a satellite photo, and it can see a snowmobile in a cave. Satellites can't see in the caves. No, they can't. That's how um, Osama bin Laden hid for so long. Well, that's exactly <laughs> it. But where was Mailing? Where was Mailing when Osama bin Laden was in a cave? You know, she could have she could have saved the US so much trouble. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, again, that's an oversight. Yeah. Unless it's a special satellite that can see <laughs> snowmobiles through rocks. Yeah, just snowmobiles. Yeah. So if Osama Bin Laden had got a snowmobile for, like, Christmas 2008 or whatever. He'd have been caught. So Roy tells Snake that he should be able to ride out of there because the glaciers are, what does he say, they're quite stable at this time of year. That's before global warming. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And he tells, <laughs> yeah, Gre- Greta Thunberg would uh, would have would have liked the world back then. He tells Snake that the CIA and the DIA would be shocked to hear he is still alive. However, officially, they died when their jeep crashed. Snake asks for someone to find Otacon and bring him in. Campbell tells him not to worry about it, and Snake responds with, "Okay, Roy." Snake asks Campbell if he's okay, and he says not to worry. He has an insurance policy, which is a copy of all the mission data. Snake says that the battery on the nanomachines, son. Nanomachines, son. No, he's like, the battery on these nanomachines will run out, son. <laughs> will run out, son. Um, <laughs> and the, so they won't be able to track them anymore. So what, the, the nanomachines just like will run out and stay in his blood forever. No, no, maybe he passes them or something, you know. Maybe I he gets know. dialysis or something. Although, why would he need dialysis unless he had kidney failure? Maybe he poops them out. Do you think? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, that's what happens, isn't it? Stuff comes through your kidneys and then into your 
you ex- you excrete them. That's how your yeah. whole system yeah, yeah. works. Yeah, yeah, but you, you urinate them out to your kidneys. Yeah, or that's other ways as well. You can. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's how your body expels stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure how nanomachines work. I mean, they're not a real thing. Well, they are a real thing, just not at this sort of level. They are yeah. small sort of nanomachines that can that can like impregnate a, a, a egg cell with a sperm. You know, it's it's really quite impressive they can make machines that size. To be honest, yeah, but they're nowhere not near the sort of complexity that these things can do. Maybe in fifty years they might have something similar to this that can heal damaged tissue. Maybe. Or release painkillers in your system. Or it can be used to kill people. <laughs> I mean, do you know? Maybe. Campbell says that they probably won't meet again, but Snake reassures him, saying that he'll drop in sometime, much to Campbell's joy. Snake wants to know one thing about Fox Die. Before he can ask more, Roy tells him that Meryl will be okay and she wasn't included in his programming. Snake asks about himself, but he's told Naomi wants to speak with him. The colonel says goodbye, and Naomi joins the chat. She says that she heard about Grey Fox, and Snake says he had one last message for her. So if we remember what the message was, what did, what did Grey Fox say? He said that um, to tell her that he was the one that killed her parents, which is probably not the best thing to hear from your dead brotherly figure. Snake just makes something up, doesn't he? And he says that Fox said to forget about him and move on with her life and that he'll always love her. Well, and and then, but his name is Frankie. Like Frankie's, Frankie said, relax. <laughs> well, to, to be fair, did, he did mention that war wasn't good, didn't he? Yeah. Last week. So that, that it's all connected. It's all connected. <laughs> Fra- what was his name again? Frank Jaeger. Frank Jaeger, yeah. Which is um, is a German Jaeger. It is German. It's a uh, German for warrior, like Jaegermeister. Right? Yeah, is it, uh, is it Jaeger? I think is it warrior or hunter? Maybe I think it's hunter, isn't it? Because Jaegermeister has a stag on it. Yeah, it means hunter. Snake tells her that her brother just saved the entire world with his sacrifice. Naomi says that it wasn't really her brother anymore. Ever since he fought with Snake, he was like a ghost, but she hopes he found peace. Snake asks Naomi about Fox Die, stating that it's killed Liquid and wants to know when it will kill him. Then it's a bit weird, isn't it? Because she says, that's up to you. Everyone dies when their time is up. So she, she doesn't say or not whether he's included in the programming. I mean, we know the truth from the later games, of course. But Snake pushes for an answer, wanting to know when his time is up. But Naomi avoids direct answer again but just tells him to use the time he has left and to live. The codec closes. Snake helps Meryl to her feet, and they walk towards the snowmobile, and Naomi has like a speech over the top of it. And it's pretty much it's a, similar to what she said earlier, isn't it? She says genetic code can't be changed. You know, she wanted to find out where she'd come from or who she was, who her parents were, but then says she never found out anything about herself. This like contradicts what Liquid's been saying the whole time. The next part, doesn't it? Because she says DNA only governs potential strength, and you shouldn't be ruled by your genes. Which is exactly what Liquid was being done. He was because he literally stated he was following the calling of his genes, didn't he? Yeah, and I mean, you know, and then she says, you know, they, you write your own destiny, basically. Meanwhile, Snake and Meryl got the snowmobile that was in the cave that they somehow saw on overhead sight of photos. Maybe it's like, um, you know, on when you go onto Google Maps now and you can do the 3D view and you see from an like, isometric perspective. 
Maybe it's like that, so they could just see the peak of the snow, like the snowmobile peeking outside the cave. Because it's not a big cave, it's just kind of a very small cave. Maybe. Still. They get on the snowmobile, and then Meryl says, oh, look what I found. And it was the bandana, and Snake says, let's keep it as a memento of the mission or something, but that's just the bandana that gives you infinite ammo. Yeah, so it's one of the things for finishing. Yeah, because if you succumb to the torture, Meryl gets killed, and you have Otacon with you, and you get a, what I would say is the better item, you get the um, active camo. No way, do you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I prefer I prefer that than a bandana. Yeah, I know. So if you if you go to the torture scene and you press select and you submit the torture, obviously Meryl gets killed because that's what that's what um, Otacon no that's what Ocelot awesome. tells you. It's Otacon at the end who helps you who drives and helps you escape, and he's on the snowmobile with you and he says, "Oh, snake, yeah, take my active camel, something like that." So if Meryl dies, you get to be invisible. Yeah, that's yeah. I feel like I've been. Shafted. <laughs> Did you not know that then? No. No, depending and and given what happens with Merlin Snake in maybe in the last rest of the series, I wish I, I wish I, I wish I had ended up with Otacon instead. No. <laughs> <laughs> Snake calls it a reminder of how to live, and he has until today only lived for himself and only caring about survival. He only felt alive when staring death in the face. And maybe that's what has been written into his genes. Do you not find this section very cheesy? Yeah. He's like, cheesy. oh, it's time that I live for someone else. And then yeah. Mariah's like, someone else? Yeah. Someone like you. Yeah. Maybe that's the real <laughs> way to live. Oh, I know. It is super cheesy. They've only just met. I know. They've only just met. Like, honestly, when, when, like, let's count up how much they've actually met, right? So he spoke to her just after Kenneth Baker, yeah? Yeah. Then, after Kenneth Baker, he didn't actually meet her until the toilets, when he followed into the toilet. That's when he met her. Maybe is that how you find true love, follow someone into a toilet? Maybe. <laughs> but then, of course, he went through, she got shot about 10 minutes later, and she disappeared until now, until basically he found her on top of Metal Gear. That was it. So, in reality, he's only been with her, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, well. But no, she's in love with him, of course, and he's in love with her. Because love can bloom on a battlefield. Maybe it's when you stay in death in the face that love can accelerate. Maybe. She says, so where to, Snake? And he's like, David. My name is David. His name is David. But then, like, he says, my name's David. And she goes, well, where to, Dave? And could you imagine you turn (laughs) around and said, I said it was David. (laughs) I can't do that, Dave. It's not from 2001 A Space Odyssey. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but she, why did she presume that he, that he would want to be called Dave? Well, I mean, she was calling Otacon, Otacon, Dave, you know what I mean? And so Snake instantly regretted his, like, you're the person to live for. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, I wonder is his name David because of the voice actor David Hater. Maybe. I mean, that happens in a lot of films, doesn't it? A lot of, well, not not, not just films, it happens in a lot of media, like TV shows and films where the main character ends up with the same name as the as the actor, but obviously they change the surname. I don't yeah. know if they do that on purpose or what. I'm assuming they do. It's good that David Hayter was the voice of Snake all the way along. Yeah, until the bad one. Actually, it wasn't bad. It was a good game. Uh, who was the voice of that? Um, Kiefer Sutherland. Sutherland, yeah. Uh, which was, was he in 24? 24, yes. And he's yeah. the son of Donald Sutherland. Who's Donald Sutherland? What was he in? Was he an actor? Yeah. 
He's been in loads of things, like the, I think the David Triffids. The, a lot of people would know him from the Hunger Games. He was President Snow. Snake says to her that they need to look for a new path, and she asks what is in front of them, and he says it's caribou, which is just reindeer, I think. And he says spring brings new life, a time for hope, and there's nothing more beautiful than Alaska, the sky, the caribou, and you. <laughs> Vomit-inducing. <laughs> yeah. It's a smooth operator. And then I think his final line is, come on, let's enjoy life, and they leave. Hooray. And that's it, the end. But, like, as always, Kojima loves his nuclear arms awareness, doesn't he? He loves raising awareness over nukes. Yeah. You get some text over a black screen. In the 1980s, 60,000 warheads with the total power of one million times that of Hiroshima bomb were created. In 1993, Star 2 was signed in the US, and Russia agreed to reduce the number by 3,000 nukes by the turn of the, the century. However, in 98, there are still 26,000 nukes in the world. So what he's saying is there's nukes everywhere and they're bad. And by 2019, there's still 13,980 warheads. Wow. So there's still nearly 14,000 nuclear warheads. Yeah, it's a hell of a lot of nuclear warheads. It's probably enough to decimate the entire world, to be honest. Oh, you only need a handful of them to decimate yeah. the whole world. Then you get a nice... What? I, did you think the the end sequence was quite nice? It's like an FMV, and I'm assuming it's Alaska, because you see like some bears and... Yeah. It's a nice scenery. It looks really nice. Well, I think it's supposed to show you that, you know, this is the world, and you know, you, if you destroy it, it's... It would be a bad place to destroy. And the best is yet to come again is playing over the credits. And after the credits roll, we get Naomi again saying, Don't be ruled by your genes. Live, snake, live. Which she said it before. And then we get like a post credit scene with Ocelot. And you can't see anything. You just hear him talking. And he's talking to someone on the phone, but you can't hear them on the other side. Ocelot says the unit was wiped out. And that those two are still alive. So do you think the same those two is in like Snake and Merrill? I think so, yeah. Or Otacon, if you had Otacon. Yeah. Yeah, he says that Fox Die will activate soon. And then he's got Rex's data and his cover is intact and no one knows who he really is. Apart from the Darba chief, but he's been disposed of. He then says, yes, the inferior one was the winner after all. So it turns out Snake had the recessive genes. Poor Liquid, he always thought that he was the one with the recessive. Exactly. But they played him. They did. Played him like a fiddle, like a balalaika. He then says, no one knows that the man on the phone is the third one and refers to him as Solidus. So he, so you know when they're talking about the super baby method and they were saying they put in eight embryos and abort six of them. I guess they only aborted five of them. Yeah, so there's another brother. There's Liquid, Solid and Solidus. He then asks about the woman. Well, the guy on the phone asks about the woman, so presumably Meryl. Uh, or Naomi. Or Naomi, yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah, it could be Naomi. I think it's probably Naomi. And then the final line on the game. He says, goodbye. Would you like to finish it off? Mr. President. So Solidus <laughs> is the president. Yeah. So one of the clones of Big Boss is the president. Dun, dun, dun. To be continued. And it is continued, actually, because he's in Metal Gear Solid 2. Sons of the Patriots. You hadn't even heard the Patriots in this one, did we? No. Patriots isn't discussed until 2. Then they're not obviously in... No, they are in 3, because that was the founding of the Patriots, wasn't it? 3. 
Yes, and Metal Gear Solid 4 is Guns of the Patriots. Yeah, and that's like bringing down the Patriots, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, you know, so it turns out that the president of, of the US is pretty much the brother of Solid and Liquid. Yeah. And they've been playing this whole thing like a game. Or, they, yeah. you know, they've got alternative motives. They were using Liquid. Liquid didn't realize he was being used. I feel, I mean, you know, he's a bad guy and stuff, but I can't feel kind of bad for him as well. Yeah, well, he's a bad guy. He wasn't a nice guy. Yeah, but he's got a his past. Has he's been, you know, he's been groomed into. He has being a bad person. He has definitely, which is a nice analogy for n- nurture over nature, isn't it? Because these men are essentially identical, yet one of them is good, one is bad. Yeah, solid and liquid are, are identical twins, but yeah. because of their upbringing, they both turn out differently. It could have been. Liquid going off in a snowmobile with Merle. Could have been. But this explains why he had her blonde hair in the interrogation sequence. Yeah, because he's his identical twin. And then he's dyed his hair to blend in the backgrounds. I think he's dyed his hair as well so he won't look like Liquid. Yeah, that's what he said as well. Yeah, so he won't look like the leader of the terrorists. I think we said, though, like on the first episode, that that might be a good way of actually infiltrating the base. Just impersonate the leader, surely. Yeah. We'd have to put in a, a total different accent. All right, governor. He could do like an English accent. <laughs> Once you do this, or you get some scores. What was your score? So we didn't. It didn't give like an actual score, did it? Like a, no. a figure. But let's see, game level normal, which we both did. But play okay. time: seven hours fifty-seven minutes. I had seven hours thirty-seven minutes. Oh, only twenty minutes in it. That's not bad, is it? You went back a bit and found some, went back into that cave though, didn't you? I did to get the arm. I hadn't done that. Maybe that would have been roughly about the same. Yeah. Um, saves, 12. I had 15. Continue, 3. I had 5 continues. Being found, 12. Oh, I was only found 10 times. Oh. Killed 87 enemies. I only killed 65. Used 46 rations. I used 28. Oh, and I got a code name of Leopard. I was the same leopard. And special items. I've got a camera and a bandana. Oh, I didn't get a camera. Where did you get the camera? The camera is when you get the level six key card and you go back to the door that was near Kenneth Baker. When you have to uh... pull the extra bit of wall up, there's a camera hiding there. And I took a picture of Liquid, I think, standing topless next to Metal Gear. I mean, whenever you take one, it takes up a whole block of a memory card. And if you remember, a PS1 memory card only has 15 blocks on it. But the camera, if you take photos in certain places, you actually see ghosts in the camera in the photo. And the ghosts are actually the development team. No, oh, okay. So that's there's quite fif- cool. 15 or 20 in total. I guess that's something you do on the next time around. Why do you get your camera? Do you get to keep the camera? Yeah, I keep the camera, yeah. And you have that in your next playthrough with the okay. bandana. And then you do another playthrough, submit a torture, Meryl dies, and woohoo, you get uh, active camel. So you need to do it three times to get everything. Well, twice, essentially. But, you know, I played this game way more than twice back then. Actually, when I was done, I played all the VR missions, you know. If you play the VR missions first, it teaches you all of the game's mechanics. But then how will you... But then what's the point of Roy Campbell ringing you up every two minutes at the start? That's very true. I mean, they really they did a um, special disc with the VR missions on, didn't they? And they had like 100 VR missions or something. Yeah, I saw that. But I never, uh, I never played that one. Had friends who really liked that. But yeah, overall... It's, 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 I mean, it's quite good, I guess. Overall, how are your memories of this game compared to the reality? I always thought... It, it did hold up quite a lot, actually, to be honest with you. I mean, 
it's still a good game, even, you know, how many ever years later. Um, the story is what sets it apart. As I say, you know, it's a fantastic story. I would love them to do a remake of it, like yeah. a remaster. Well, I mean, it got one in, in, in Twin Snakes. It was very similar to Metal Gear Solid 2. It used a lot of Metal Gear Solid 2 mechanics. I think you get a tranquilizer pistol right at the start, which I don't agree with. I think you should have to hand-to-hand it for a while. Um, you can hide in lockers, hide people in lockers and things. So, But the yeah. voice acting is terrible. It's nowhere yeah. near as good. I was looking at, um, actually it came up on Reddit today on, on, a, on a stream that I was following. They had listed what they thought their best Metal Gear games were. And they had like the top tier and then the next tier. And they put their this Metal Gear in the, the second tier. Okay. Um, Metal Gear Solid 3 was the top. Yeah. Um, with Metal Gear Solid 4 and then Metal Gear Solid 2 just below that. Yeah. So I would say that this, and I agree with that, I don't think this is even the best game of the series. I think it's no. it it is one it's it's a fantastic game but it's not the best of the series. For me Solid, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 is the best game. Snake Eater. Yeah. It's, it's a very good game Metal Gear Solid 3. But this for me this held up a couple of bugbears with it I suppose. The CQC the close quarters combat's not very good. You know you get your three hit combo that's it. Uh you can also like choke guards out which is okay. The the, the biggest bugbear is just a constant codec instructions right at the start you know crawl here climb up the ladder climb down the ladder um it was unnecessary i'm sure if it was remade nowadays you'd probably have the ability to disable that or it just might not even be there i mean the graphics i mean obviously it's an old game now. they're, they're yeah. still pretty good for a ps1 game though they're okay but i would like to have see people's faces more because people yeah. they don't have faces i mean they, they don't have, have- Kind of they faces, don't. But. Vagrant Story managed to do it, you know. They yeah, showed they very good faces, didn't they? Yeah. But other than that, I mean, there, there were some things in it making you go back with those key cards, the PAL codes. That was a bit of a chore. It felt like they were trying to flush the game out of it. But then again, it was interesting, you know, how you had to have them at a different temperature. So I guess, you know, in that instance, it was interesting. It's just a bit, it seemed like adding a bit. But as I say, I think, you know, all of that kind of, they, they go on in the next Metal Gear Solid 2. Mm-hmm. And Metal Gear Solid 3, they build upon the basics or, or what they've done in this one. Yeah. And obviously without this, those, those games wouldn't exist. I definitely would say that anyone who's read, who's not read, who's played along with this or who's who's played this, well, you know, I would be very surprised if they don't go on and play the next one because you leave, it ends on a cliffhanger. It does. And it gets resolved in 2, which then leaves more answer questions, which gets resolved in four. Yeah. And the whole thing resolves in four as well, which is nice, you know. Although the story gets a bit crazy. It does get crazy, but it, you know, it gets resolved. And there's questions here, like um, when they were talking about Big Boss's remains and um, Roy was going to say something, that gets answered in four, which is quite cool. Yeah. And you find out about Solidus. Yeah. You find out what Solidus is about. and You find out what happened to Liquid. Yeah. and, And all of them. And you also get to fight more Metal Gears. You get to fight more Metal Gears, and there's also more kind of uh, a, a special characters like um, what's his name, like Sniper Wolf, and like all of them. There's the know, end. obviously bosses. Yeah, the end. Oh well, God, God, the, the end in Metal Gear Solid Three. That's that's the old guy, isn't it? Yeah, Do you know, there's an Easter egg with him. What's I've I've heard of it, but I can't remember. So if you get to the end. Um, and I think if you can't beat him, you just don't play the game for like two weeks. And when you come back and load the game, 
he's been there so long because he's he's a really old man, isn't he? And he's been there waiting for you for so long. He's actually just dies, and you go back, and Snake finds him, and he's like, "Oh, he died of natural causes." <laughs> quite, quite, quite cool. That's such a cool thing to do. Yeah, it is. I know there's an Arab boss where you're walking up this river. God, that's that was one of the. I mean, you know, all of the bosses in Metal Gear, I think, are quite excellent. Yeah. Yeah, talking about the music, the music here, it, it all just blended together slightly. It was kind of just like all the themes were just really around the main theme, which which just kind of yeah. kind of just blends together. I, I, I have a bit of trouble picking them apart sometimes. Nah, oh well. Overall, though, it's a very good game. It's a classic game. I think they put that on that, that PS1 Mini that they released a couple of years ago. You know, which okay. had too much controversy because of the game selection. But Metal Gear Solid was on there, I'm pretty sure. And, I mean, it's it's widely regarded as one of the all-time greats on the PS1. And it's good to see that it holds up today. If anybody's going to play Metal Gear Solid 2, prepare to be shocked. So then, would you like to give us the final mailing quote? I can do. Um, basically, she said, Leo DeRocher, who I believe is a baseball um an American professional baseball player, and he was a manager and a coach. And he coined the phrase, win any way you can, nice guys finish last. So she said then to Snake, what about you, Snake? Is that what you think? Is there anything that you wouldn't do to stay alive? You should think about that. Nice guys finish last, win any way you can. That's what Mailing said to Snake. Although I don't think that is necessarily bears out in this game because... Ultimately, Snake came across, I guess, as the nice guy, and it was Liquid who ended up dead. 